0: Welcome to Newsfix, where we spend hours going through the news so you don't have to. The world of cricket has dominated sports headlines for weeks, but there's been little mention of the game itself. Today, there's three more stories to cover. Is there really no such thing as bad publicity? It's Friday, November 19th. Here's your Newsfix Former Yorkshire cricketer Azeem Rafiq apologised after anti Semitic comments he made a decade ago in Facebook messages recirculated. The messages were first reported by The Times. In them, Rafiq and another cricketer are talking about a third person, who they think won't pay for something. Rafiq writes, quote, He is a Jew. Probs go after my seconds again, ha. Huh? Rafiq made headlines earlier this week after his emotional testimony to a parliamentary committee explaining the racism he was subjected to at Yorkshire County Cricket Club. In an apology that he tweeted yesterday, Rafiq said he has absolutely no excuses, saying quote I am ashamed of this exchange and have now deleted it so as not to cause further offence. I was 19 at the time and I hope and believe I am a different person today. I am incredibly angry at myself and I apologise to the Jewish community and everyone who was rightly offended by this. Meanwhile, England's former batsman Alex Hales has apologised after a photo of him wearing blackface in 2009 was circulated. Hales dressed as Tupac for a New Year's Eve party, saying, quote, I didn't understand the offensive nature of this. Also this week, Hales denied there was a racial connotation behind naming his black dog, Kevin. Azim Rafiq claimed another cricketer, Gary Balance, used the name Kevin as a derogatory term to describe ethnic minorities. And lastly on cricket updates, Australia's cricket captain, Tim Payne, has stepped down following the publication of sexually explicit messages to a female colleague back in 2018. Payne apologized for the pain caused to his wife, who he married in 2016 and has children with. The development came just three weeks before Australia's ashes. As Reuters noted, the messages were found to be both consensual and private, and a complaint was not made against Payne until 2018, after the female former colleague was, quote, charged with theft. Now Julius Jones, a man who was convicted of the 1999 murder of Paul Howell, was granted clemency on Thursday, just hours before he was expected to be executed. More than 6.5 million people had signed a petition to spare Jones's life, a man who has always maintained his innocence. For anyone curious to know more about this case, we have linked to an Instagram post we uploaded yesterday where the full caption explainer is there. Now moving to what's happening today. British Home Secretary Priti Patel is expected to declare the political wing of the Palestinian group Hamas a terrorist organization during a speech in Washington DC later. Patel will say this is a move to combat anti-Semitism. The Telegraph noted there was some resistance in the Home Office over the decision. If anyone's wondering if it's an unusual move, the US, Canada and the European Union have already designated Hamas a terrorist organization. It's worth noting Hamas was formed back in 1987 during the First Intifada, an uprising against Israeli occupation of the West Bank and Gaza. According to The Guardian, the group's charter calls for the destruction of Israel. Now, in a quick pandemic update, Irish Taunashtar or Deputy Prime Minister Leo Varadkar said the 5% of the adult population who are not vaccinated are causing a lot of the trouble. Varadkar added that roughly 50% of the 118 people who are currently in ICU with coronavirus are not vaccinated. Meanwhile, the Irish Times yesterday led with a headline saying, quote, Christmas parties and events cancelled as COVID cases soar. Now, where is Peng Shuai? As you will know by now, Chinese tennis player Peng Shuai has not been seen publicly since accusing a prominent political figure of forcing her to have sex with him. In terms of the latest updates on this story, the Women's Tennis Association said they are prepared to pull out of China over the suspected disappearance of Shuai, adding the situation is, quote, bigger than business. Meanwhile, tennis star Serena Williams tweeted her concerns, saying she is both devastated and shocked to hear about the news of her peer, Peng Shuai. Serena added, I hope she is safe and found as soon as possible. This must be investigated and we must not stay silent. In climate coverage, Brazil has seen its worst levels of deforestation in the Amazon in 15 years. How bad is it? Well, Al Jazeera cited a report stating that between August 2020 and July 2021, deforestation was recorded in an area 17 times the size of New York City. Remember that at the recent COP26 summit, Brazil pledged to end deforestation entirely by 2030. Now, not a headline you expected to read today. Kim Kardashian paid for the cost of flying around 130 Afghans to the UK. The group of female football players and their families left Afghanistan and went to Pakistan when the Taliban took over in August. When they were granted visas, Leeds Football Club offered to support them. According to Sky News, a rabbi who helped the last Jewish person leave Kabul got in touch with Kardashian, who he worked with on criminal justice reform in the US. Within an hour, Kardashian responded to say she would fund the entire flight. Now what to watch this weekend, a new documentary about Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake, and the infamous Nipplegate controversy releases later today. For anyone wondering what this is all about, back in 2004, the pair performed together at the Super Bowl halftime show. The plan was for Justin to rip off part of Janet's top, but the entire part of the costume came off, exposing her breasts to 100 million people on live TV. The documentary trailer, which we've included in the newsletter, explores the difference in how Janet and Justin were treated in the aftermath. And Adele's new and long-anticipated album, 30, releases today. In terms of what the verdict is, well, it depends who you ask. The Evening Standard described it as, quote, a devastating comeback. The Guardian gave it 3 out of 5 stars, yet Variety described it as the singer's rawest, riskiest and best record. And lastly, I am very proud to share that Newsfix continues to grow and is now a fabulous team of six. And we finished the newsletter this morning with a light-hearted look at how the larger we scale, the more productive we become. That's today's fix. Have a great day.